0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another crowd presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com. And mention the podcast for 10% off of your order.
1: Ay 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 ay, It's the Ranger Command Power Hour!
2: Today on the Power Hour, episode 108, Ranger Nation interview, Sean C.W. Johnson. Recorded on December 21st, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the 4-Eyed Radio Network. It's time ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as b 47
3: And I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. Nobody asked about the whole Lightspeed Let- Rescue Lost episode, did they? Cause...
2: Nope, no one brought it up. Oh thank God! <laughs> if he brings it up, we'll see.
3: Okay. If not, we're gonna forget it ever ever ha-
2: happened. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hey Sean, it's uh, Eric. Eric,
0: it's alive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my co-host AP.
3: Hello.
0: <laughs> hello AP. Hello. So, one quick question. Sure. Two quick questions, actually. First of all, are, am I coming through clear? Yes. Okay. Yep. Beautiful um second question was going to be are we recording
2: i am currently recording right now like it auto records
0: then we will not have an offline before an online so
2: ah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> today we are interviewing sean cw johnson best known in ranger nation as lightspeed rescue red ranger carter grayson he has starred in numerous television shows such as csi miami jag seventh heaven safe harbor and more Welcome to Ranger Command Power Hour, Sean. Hey, 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 what's shaking, guys? It's going good, you know, getting ready for the holidays and, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, happy Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, and all that jazz. Happy New Year.
2: Yeah, definitely. Right yeah. in the thick of it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking time uh, to do this interview. It's uh, really great to have you on.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome. Thanks for uh, for reaching out. I'm glad we were able to finally tie up and make yeah. this happen.
2: Yeah, Definitely. Uh, So first, before we get into the questions, we have a listener who wanted to ask a question, but he really didn't have a question. So he just wanted to say something. So
0: (laughs) those are the best questions. Right. It doesn't put me on the spot. I don't need to worry about responding.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger. He said, I've given this a lot of thought and I don't have anything I want to ask. I do, however, have something I want to say. Thank you for being my all-time favorite superhero. You were always someone I could look up to growing up. So thank you again.
0: Oh, it's that is humbling and uh, and flattering and uh, I've had the uh the honor of uh of chatting with uh with him before. So it's always appreciated.
2: Definitely. So, let's just get right into it with Power Rangers, talking yeah. a little bit about your time on the show. So, when did you first hear about Power Rangers? Were you familiar with it before you were actually cast on Lightspeed Rescue?
0: Yeah, yes. So you'd have to be, in my opinion, living under a rock not to have been familiar <laughs> with Power Rangers by the time I was uh, was auditioning and, and and all that. I mean, you know, especially with Mighty Morphin. I mean, you know, there was all the the news events back in the mid '90s with you know, massive toy rushes at stores and, you know, the public appearances. And I mean, it it was, it it was outsized and it was something that, you know, I was aware of from a pop culture standpoint, obviously a few years before, uh, before I auditioned, but yeah, truth be told, I really hadn't watched, uh, Power Rangers. I mean, other than catching little bits and pieces here and there, uh, Mm -hmm. but nothing, I, nothing I was, I can't claim to have been a fan of the show prior to, to getting on it, but, and I don't mean that in any disrespectful sense, just as a matter of, uh, as a matter of fact, but yeah, when, when I started getting into the, uh, the audition process, uh, you know, Lost Galaxy was airing, and so I was, uh, was checking out some of that, and, um, I was familiar with, uh, with In Space in some respects, uh, by virtue of having a, uh, a connection with Christopher Kamen Lee, who played, uh played Andros uh, on that season. So uh, by the time I auditioned, I was I was much more familiar with Power Rangers than I had been in, in the years prior. Sure. So hopefully that answered it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so a, a lot of actors uh, really like to craft backstories for their characters just to help inform their performance. So did you have any of your own backstory for Carter going into it? You know,
0: acting is a wonderful wonderful art and craft and you know it's it's always something that we're, we're learning from and, and trying to get into the skin, so to speak, of the characters that we portray. And so the short answer is yes. The longer answer is the the amount of backstory that I had tried to create at the time was a a work in progress. And so
1: mm-hmm.
0: while I had set up some broad ideas of, of of what I thought Carter was and who I, you know, how I wanted him to to be perceived I, I did try to to discuss uh, some of it with the producers and with the writer and to try to get a better better understanding, but it, it was something that during the course of of filming was always you know mm-hmm. finding new new things and, and and kind of tweaking and so I had broad strokes, but if I could turn back the clock uh you know I would have you know done things a little differently and but you know it's the the beauty of uh, of time and of getting older, and uh, and also just in some respects the nature of television. You know, yeah. it's not a self-contained product like a film where you kind of know beginning, middle, and end on day one. You know, it is something that they'll have broad arcs for the for the season, but you know, some of the the nitty gritty kind of gets defined during the course of filming and mm-hmm. as as the writers and the showrunners and all that get familiar with what we bring as actors to the role, and so. Um, I think they tried to accentuate some of what we had coming into the mix as well as some of perhaps ideas or strengths that we, we saw with the, uh, with the characters we were portraying.
2: Now, was, was there like a lot of just interaction going back to the producers? Did you guys have input on the show or was it more collaborative?
0: You know, no. Well, it's all relative. I, I sure. will say that I felt like there was an open door policy mm-hmm. with the studio and with the with the writers and and all that. But at the end of the day, they they were coaching quarterback and sure. they were mm-hmm. calling the shots. But you know, it's if we were filming or you know in between, just had some ideas or you know whatever. It was never. Uh, I never personally experienced or heard anybody experience something where it's like, well, I had this idea and then they just threw the door in my face. It was, I felt like it was. It was a much more open-door policy, but I, I don't know that I would go so far as to say that it was collaborative. I would say that everybody was generally open to exploring, you know, what we may have idea-wise, but it wasn't a democracy in the fact that we were right. going to necessarily yeah. <laughs> get to steer the ship. So pardon all the uh, the <laughs> untethered metaphors and whatnot that are getting <laughs> as my... <laughs> is my line of, of response derails on a regular basis. <laughs> and there's a train reference. So there's a, yet another uh, <laughs> another, <laughs> another I just threw in there. So. Nice. Buckle up, kids. This is going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> and now there's an, a, a car reference. So oh, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's all connected.
3: <laughs> this one's from Edward Sanchez. At Edward is the man. And he said, what is it like? <laughs> putting? So what is a it like?
0: Handle. Edward is the man. Okay, <laughs> go. Sorry.
3: <laughs> he said, what is it like putting the Power Ranger suit on for the first time? Or what was it like putting the Power Ranger suit on for the first time?
0: Boy, I would love to say it was the most awesome thing in the world, but <laughs> I got to tell you, the spandex is not flattering necessarily. And, uh, yeah, it, the pedigree of going, wow, I'm I'm a Power Ranger. I mean, that, you know, especially putting the suit on mm-hmm. is uh, is something that hit home where it's like, you know, hey, this is... You know, even at the time, I mean, we're now many years down the road and, you know, the show is still going strong and, you know, the fan base has only increased. And, and so with perspective, I, I feel very fortunate to have been part of such a cool franchise. But even at the time, I was aware of how rad it was. So in some respects, yes, yeah, suiting up for the first time and, and seeing what the uh, what the outfits look like and, mm-hmm. you know, having that real like, wow, seriously. A Power Ranger. This is rad. That was very cool. But on a very um, personal, tactile sort of level, yeah, I don't look good in spandex. I'm not going to pretend I do. And uh, it was uh, a very humbling, <laughs> humbling ordeal trying to slip that stuff on. I've also got a rather large melon, and so getting the helmet onto my my skull was uh, was always a fun a Fun event, Ooh. but <laughs>
2: I bet
3: so
0: it was mixed. I would say I'm still stoked over it and still probably in need of therapy for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Another listener, Tyler Bozetsky at Tyred Boz, uh, he said, First off, wanted to say how awesome you are. Always a pleasure to see you at uh, Power Morphicon. Uh, secondly, hat, thank you. Yeah. Uh, secondly, your season focused on everyday heroes, firemen, uh, pa- paramedics, etc., and we frequently saw the Lightspeed Rescue Team assist in instances that didn't involve fighting evil. So, do you think it was important to explore that aspect, and how did you think it was handled?
0: Yeah. So this is going to be another one of those kind of uh wacky answers i thought at the time it was really cool and with perspective i think it's even cooler um i will say because of not being as intimately aware of the the franchise and the preceding seasons and Mm -hmm. the worlds in which the rangers operated uh specifically in the rules therein i didn't appreciate uh, as much as I should have The way we were kind of Breaking some of the Patterns and expectations While we were Rangers Even, right. you know, it was brought To my attention that You know, everybody knew Our identities We'd be out in public And say, like, hey, there's the Power Rangers Whereas I, I naively was Unaware of how secretive The, uh, you know, almost uh, Clark Kent Superman Sort of mm-hmm. uh, charade was in, in, the, in the prior incarnations Of the series So with respect to to the, the the firefighters and the paramedics and, and and the fact that we were rescue rangers, Lightspeed Rescue, I think it's great to be able to tie in the everyday heroes uh, alongside the uh, the more mythical ones. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that the the way it was executed was was really great. And even shortly after getting off the show, uh, relatively speaking you know when when 9-11 happens um mm-hmm. there was so much recognition not not that there hadn't been prior to but rightfully so first responders were put on a pedestal and it was fortuitous i think that lightspeed rescue had come on uh shortly before that because sure. you know not from our standpoint but it was yet another sort of like hey these are real heroes right. and I thought it was mm-hmm. great that we we had saluted that even prior to. I, I it may have been read I think perhaps slightly differently if if Lightspeed had come after that event. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think I think it's I think it's really cool that you know you're able to be the Power Ranger hero and at the same time be something that's much more present and accessible for 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 fans for audiences.
2: Yeah, and I think one of one of my favorite episodes of Lightspeed Rescue is the one that when you're training with ron roger's character captain mitchell and you kind of learn that lesson about taking a risk isn't always the best option at the time and it, it dealt with firefighters and all that stuff and we interviewed ron on our show before and he's great but yeah i i really liked how lightspeed rescue tied in actual like firefighters and and just kind of give them recognition yeah definitely
3: and uh, kind of going off of that, our next question is from Bob at Anime Redneck 96. And he said, Did having the character Carter be a firefighter ever make you want to help people in a similar way?
0: So I'm not a firefighter in real right. life. <laughs> um, I just play one on TV. But, you know, I would like to believe that as part of my moral character as a human being, that I uh, have always felt connected to wanting to, to, to help people, as uh, mm-hmm. pretentious maybe as that, that might sound. So I think I've been sensitive to that as as just a living, breathing human. But yeah, I think the altruism in which Carter displayed and the kind of the paradigms of his, his worldview, I mean, he, he might be a little more uptight than I am in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think every character I've, I've played has had an impact on me, and, and Carter would be would be no exception. Um, you know, did I enroll in the academy to try to become a you know a paramedic or firefighter after the fact? No, but th- there's a real selflessness with the way he operated. And I, I find that inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I applaud the, the folks that really do that for a living. I don't specifically wear that hat, but in the real world, I do try to, to lend a hand when possible, whether it's a, you know, just a, a friend or whether I come upon a car accident or whatever it might be. I, I don't want to pretend that it's more than what it is but yeah I, I like to try to live by that motto you know do unto others and when i can nice. lend a hand i'm happy to do so
2: nice matt hunt at the real matt hunt uh, has a two-part question uh, first did your opinion of carter change over the course of filming and was there anything that you wanted to see or anywhere that you wanted to see the character go that you didn't have a chance to explore
0: Boy, those are great two-part questions, um, and at the risk of kind of bunting on it slightly, there are many, many, many things that I wish could have played out, and I wish I would have explored more from both the standpoint of being an actor and trying to bring him to life, as well as, as well as well you know, I had a great time on the show. I, I had a great time playing Carter, uh, the cast and crew were just fantastic. I mean, if we had gone into another season, I would have applauded it. So the the idea of being able to explore other, other character arcs, whether he had eventually had a romantic relationship with, you know, someone, another, uh, Ranger developing the relationship with captain Mitchell. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's so many things that would have been really fun to play with but you know mm-hmm. you, you, there's only so much that can be done within the the, the, the course of a season so sure. yeah i mean if there had been more to play with if i'd been able to Stay in that sandbox longer. Absolutely, I, I had a blast and would have loved to have done a lot of things. But trying to nail down something it's speci- something specifically. There's just a, a ton of them. And as far as like you know, wishing I had gotten a little deeper. Abs- you know, absolutely. I,
2: I think that's what what every actor wants to do. Looking back.
0: Yeah, I, I think no matter what role one pl- plays, I think with any sort of perspective and and, and looking back hindsight, you start noticing. <laughs> Things that you could have done differently and not to say something's right and wrong, but just you can always make something more alive. And so, yeah, I, you know, I would have loved to have tried to
1: mm-hmm.
0: make Carter even a little richer and multidimensional than he was. <laughs> Hopefully I wasn't ducking the question. No, 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 no. <laughs> no,
3: not at all. Our next question comes from Noah Bowden. And he said, did you ever see Carter as the perfect soldier kind of character, almost like Captain America? I won't
0: say the perfect soldier, but I will say I did very much see him a little bit in that Captain America light for sure. And a little bit in that militaristic sense, not in the negative connotation, but just in the respect for rules and respect for hierarchy and a chain of command and discipline and all those attributes that one would generally adhere to within, uh, you know, a a military structure, so Mm -hmm. to speak. So, yeah, I definitely tried to try to pull from those. But I, I, you know, Captain America is a great example I saw Carter as a little—I don't want to say goody-two-shoes because there's a certain a certain connotation that I feel like that phrase brings. But like, I saw him as very by the book and not someone who would color outside the lines because he respected Captain Mitchell and because he, mm-hmm. you know, he might push back against, you know, like the trial by fire, which you would mentioned before yeah. about, you know, the, the the right choice. I mean, it's just been mentioned to me because I guess that episode really spoke to people because I, I can't tell you the number of, of of folks who have who specifically referenced that that episode to me and how. Uh, they got something out of it. But yeah, it, you know, the the right choices and the obvious choices, you know, everything kind of, I think in Carter's world, he wanted it to be very by the book and, you know, uh, kind of black and white to some extent. But sometimes mm-hmm. there are a lot of grays and tethering into the, the, the prior question. I think finding some of those those nuances with Carter would have been exploring that more would have been really fun. Because, hey, the world isn't generally black and white, in my experience. Yeah. Um, it's, it is yeah. a very wide <laughs> amount of gray.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> so, Chris, at Toku Chris, he asked, in your history with Power Rangers, what do you feel was your greatest accomplishment, as well as your greatest uh, regret? Hashtag Team Carter. <laughs> um, so, boy... I, I know it's it's, it's loaded.
0: <laughs> and I was gonna say I'm walking into a minefield here because I'm gonna forget something or uh, greatest accomplishment. You know, so hard to say. It's it's a great question. I'm a little stumped. I mean, it's hard to define accomplishment. I, mm-hmm. I will say the experience on the show itself and bringing it to life and the the the, the magic of the, the cast and crew getting to work with them was personally very 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 fulfilling but also from an accomplishment if we're going to you know I'm using air quotes here the number of people that we were able to touch with the show um I've had I don't want to say countless but I mean there's been a lot of people I've I've met over the years that have have made reference to the fact that they're you know an EMT or went into the Academy and is now active, you know, firemen or they're a volunteer fireman in their town. And they've told me it's in large part because of watching power rangers and Carter. And that's from an accomplishment. Again, I'm using air quotes here Mm -hmm. from an accomplishment standpoint, not that I did anything to that end, but it's pretty rad that there are people out there that are being the real life heroes in part because of some of the work that I got to do on power rangers. And so, you know that that is hugely rewarding to me. As far as regrets, you know, I try not to live life with regrets. But sure. you know, this is going to be a little flippant. But I, it would have been great if we could have had a second season um, mm-hmm. because again, had a great job, or a great time with these guys, and I think I think there could have been even more more to do. But beyond that, I don't know. I mean, maybe the minute a a, a monster showed up, you know, we just <laughs> immediately bring out the megazords and just make that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> put put an end to that real quick and then hit hit the aqua base and get a swim in and grab a cup of coffee
2: well talking about like suiting up again actually your character i think has come back a, a little more than some others you reprise your role in time force wild force with forever red and then super mega force even uh in 2014 so, just from like a like a filming standpoint, how were just the experiences different? Filming in LA versus coming back to Super Mega in New Zealand.
0: You know, every experience is different because the dynamic of the cast that you're working with is always shifting, and that's just you know mm-hmm. the nature of 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 what we do. Uh, so, you know, little bits of magic are created in, in, in different ways. But let me start by saying, New Zealand is spectacularly beautiful. Uh, the people could not be nicer. I had an absolutely wonderful time being a part of that and getting to getting to experience um, <clears throat> filming over there. But my heart's in California, so yeah. you know I, I wish it were still filming in LA. I love California. So from a geographical standpoint, you know they're 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 different, and I'm always going to be biased to the uh, to the home <laughs> field. But um, but yeah, as I was gonna say, each time was a unique experience. Each time I had a a, a wonderful uh, opportunity to work with with work with folks, and uh, you know, Time Force was. It was cool, I think, you know, all those guys. I mean, another great cast, great season, mm-hmm. great production value. It was fun to watch. And coming back for for Forever Red, much as I'd mentioned with suiting up that first time earlier in our, our chat, it, it was impossible not to be intimately aware of what we were doing while we were doing it yeah. uh, with, with mm-hmm. 10 seasons in. And, you know, getting, for me, being able to meet people like, you know, Austin and Jason, David Frank, and, you know, People that, you know, I only heard about and were on a pedestal in their own right, having the opportunity to meet those types of guys who had, you know, really put the franchise on the footing that it, that Mm -hmm. it sits was, was super cool. So, and then, you know, Coming back for for Super Mega Force really was getting the band back
2: together. So oh yeah, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Jen at a mini moon one three two zero zero two. She said, "Uh, since Hyper Force is out, would you be interested in reprising your role?"
2: Now, have you seen Hyper Force or know what that is? I have not seen Hyper Force.
0: I know of it, but I'm going to be honest (laughs) the risk of embarrassing myself. The name is something that's only come into my view over the last little bit here, so um, Mm -hmm. you might want to edumicate me before I step into
2: something. So, Hyperforce uh, just started uh, about a couple months ago, and it's a a weekly thing where it's like an RPG. It's like a tabletop uh, kind of role. you got like a... A game master, and they're setting up the situations. Uh, but the thing about this is, it's on Twitch and it's broadcast out. So they're acting out like a, a story and kind of making it up as they go along. And it's produced with Saban Brands and it's in LA. And they have had some past actors show up on it to reprise their characters in kind of this RPG setting with a quote-unquote new team of rangers. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, I would never shut the door on anything, and I would love to learn more about it. So that's kind of a, a half-baked answer, but I'm, I'm super intrigued, and that kind of makes sense timing-wise why I'm just in the last little while here been hearing the name. So sure. it's not something you guys like, boy, the last three years it's been, you know, <laughs> 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 wow, I'm in a cave. But no, that sounds. I've I, I got to look into it more. You've uh, you
2: piqued my interest. Mm, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, this is from uh, Aunt Sentai 5. He asks, What season would you have loved to be a part of that isn't your own or Mighty Morphin?
0: Wow, that's tough because obviously Light Sea Rescue <laughs> is the best. Uh... Well,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Wow, that's that's another one of those that's like, there's just not going to be a right, right. Uh, right answer on. But yeah, um, yeah. so, uh, okay. I loved the concept of Time Force. I thought that was really cool.
2: But that's actually, I, I didn't bring this up in Hyper Force, but uh, about Hyper Force, it's actually a continuation in a way of Time Force. Like it's, oh, six, it's 16 late years later, like real time, in the Time Force timeline, and they're a group of Rangers that are going back in time, and that's how they're able to do the cameos, because they're visiting certain periods during the whole history of Power Rangers, and that's how they're able to get some people back to reprise. So just nice throwing okay. that in there.
0: No, it's, so that's a tempting response. I'm also going to say, I thought Last Galaxy, you know, I love those guys. I think mm-hmm. they're just awesome human beings. So to have had the opportunity to to play make-believe with those guys would have been super cool. And I'm going to hit pause there simply because there are several other seasons that I could probably mention, but then it's going to start feeling like I'm, you know, now excluding (laughs) (laughs) folks. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit the both sides of lightspeed one on the just before and one on the just
2: after. That's fair.
3: Yeah. Amber at geeky gal, Amber, she asked, did you ever imagine that all these years later the show would still be relevant and you'd still be recognized for your role
0: boy at the time i would have loved to so if this question had been asked me back in the day i would have loved to have said oh yeah absolutely i just would not have had that foresight i mean i knew it still had legs but boy it just keeps on ticking Mm -hmm. and uh and again, it's it's incredibly humbling to you know still have people uh, spot me out and about and uh, say, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but are you uh, is your name Sean? Did You like Carter Grayson? It's like, yes, I am. But uh, it's, it's it's still cool. It's never stopped being cool. And yeah, I mean, I, at this rate, it be fifty years down the road, and they're you know <laughs> season seventy five is coming out on you know whatever. So uh, I who knows where the uh, where the end will be. But like I said, it's a, a massive franchise and it's very mm-hmm. cool to have been a part of it. Or to be
2: a part of it. Yeah, definitely. So kind of shifting gears, maybe talking about some other roles that you had. Mr. Mike at m one he said, Was your time on Power Rangers looked at by other casting agents as good for your acting career? Did anyone come up and treat you positively or negatively? when auditioning for other parts post Lightspeed Rescue?
0: Another great, great question. So, work begets work. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the idea of, I mean, sure, I guess you can accept, uh, without, <laughs> you let your imagination run wild, there are certain roles that or, or parts one could accept that I think would be career suicide when trying to be an actor, but at the end of the day, Power Rangers is a legitimate television franchise and was when I was on and, uh, it, it did nothing but open doors for me. So, uh, from, from that casting director standpoint, you know, absolutely not. Did did they look at it as I just played Hamlet on the West end in London? No. Um, (laughs) but, but it's work. Uh, and, and so from, from a business standpoint, no, it it absolutely opened doors, uh, and, and was a, a a great thing to have experienced and, and to have. Now, Did did you run into the occasional snarky comment? Yes. But that, in my experience, only came generally from people who I think were either just in jest kind of having fun or those that really try to say it in in, in a more quote-unquote derogatory way. I think it came from a perspective of jealousy. (laughs) um, Yeah, again, I I had a great time. I, I saw no negative repercussions whatsoever from a professional acting standpoint for having done it.
2: Nice. And yeah, it seems like just the camaraderie with your other uh, fellow actors on the show was just huge. I mean, that definitely came across on screen, especially towards the end of most episodes. It, it really looked like you guys were legitimately joking around and having a great time. And not just from a story standpoint, but just from being together filming.
0: I thought so. We were like a family. And, you know,. And that's not to say, you know, there weren't, I'm sure, moments where, you know, like all families, you know, there can be a misunderstanding or whatnot, but I, yeah, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths, but I have the utmost respect for all the folks that I got to work with. And, uh, I think they're all just great human beings and, uh, and brilliant artists. And I admire all of them collectively and individually. So
2: Jen, again, she was asking about, uh, and you'd mentioned earlier, uh, working with, uh, Christopher Cayman Lee. And that was on a mm-hmm. show called uh, Safe Harbor. So she just wants to know how is it like working with him on the show? And obviously, this was before Power Rangers, so it, it must have been great interacting with him again when filming Forever Red.
0: Yeah, in fact, it, Safe Harbor is essentially the segue into how I introduced to the Power Ranger uh, family. So Safe Harbor was filming in jacksonville florida and chris was uh was obviously one of the uh one of the principal actors on the uh on the series and uh i came in to do a uh to do a guest star and uh mm-hmm. getting to know him and uh some of the introductions there i was getting wrapped up and safe harbor was wrapping up and uh you know just uh one thing led to another and uh ended up uh auditioning for power rangers and, and you know uh the rest is history so had we been on safe harbor together after we had both done rangers it would have been an entirely different experience than the way it came about sure. so when i was on safe harbor with him you know in getting to talk with him he was like well i just did this show called power rangers and i'm not here and i had known of power rangers because of the, the popularity but i didn't recognize him as like hey you're andrews from power rangers so I got to meet him as Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew him as Chris, and I knew him as an actor on, on Safe Harbor. But yeah, I guess it's just a small world. So uh, <laughs> circling back around, you might want to reread me the question to make sure I even addressed what the <laughs> the substance of it was.
2: I think you got it. Uh, she, she just okay. wanted to know what, what that experience was, was all about, just with with Safe Harbor and meeting Christopher Cayman Lee. So uh, I think you got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 there you go.
2: Uh, so i just wanted to ask do you have things in the works right now maybe any upcoming projects that we can keep an eye on anything that you can talk about
0: (laughs) yeah that's and that that, therein lies the the rub nothing i can specifically talk about right now but that said i'll keep you guys abreast there are a few little things shaking about right now so all right nice exciting exciting
1: Yep.
2: Switching gears to conventions because that's really huge now with getting to meet Power Ranger actors, and uh, it's really big in the fandom. This uh, actually comes from <laughs> Steffi Sapphire Steffi. She said, "I hear your appearance manager is pretty amazing. Can you deny or confirm that this is true?" <laughs> uh,
0: I mean. Uh... <laughs> Uh she's, no, she's she is uh she's wonderful. She's a wonderful human being. Yeah. Yeah, the conventions, boy, are they ever so popular. I feel bad that I really just don't get out there like a lot of folks do, but uh I'm going to chalk that up to just being really 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 busy. And it's not that I uh not that I don't appreciate, you know, meeting fans and hearing their stories and swapping experiences and and all that. But yeah, it's it's very cool and I do try to get out to Paramorphicon, so Usually try to get there once or twice a year, get to get to meet some people. So, nice.
3: Tyler Waldman, he just wanted to know what it's like being able to connect with fans on the convention circuit, and what it's been like to also meet other cast and crew and uh, swap war stories with them.
0: Yeah, I'll t- tackle the second uh, second part of that first. Yeah honestly, I, I, I use this phrase before, but getting the band back together is always just fantastic yeah. because, you know, the people mm-hmm. I got to work with again, I've got so much respect for them. So whether it's in a social setting or whether it's seeing them at, you know, power Morphicon or whatever it might be, they're good peeps. And it's great to, great to see them again and, um, and catch up, you know, catch crew and otherwise, as far as the fans go, you know, the, the my first experience in, in a out and about in the world interaction was at power Morphicon a, a couple few years ago. And, Quite frankly, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know that people would necessarily even remember me or or Carter. And as is probably not a huge surprise to everybody, I don't have a massive social media presence. I'm pretty lacking in that department. But um it was insanely humbling to have those first conversations with people and it's been the same way every time I've I've had the the fortune of meeting fans of the show to hear how, how the the series impacted them. And, you know, as I'd mentioned earlier, again, in our our conversation, some of the, some of the folks had gone into, you know, nursing or EMT Mm -hmm. or, 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 uh, firefighting or whatever it might be because of what Lightspeed Rescue meant to them as, as, as kids growing up. And, uh, you know, some of the hard times that maybe they got through on a, on a personal level, being able to, to find, uh, you know, camaraderie or strength in, in the show and the, you know, the characters and all that, it's, it never ceases to blow my mind uh, yeah. in all the uh, all the best ways. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a very 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 cool experience each and every time I get to meet a fan, and and that aspect of it never gets old. That's why I feel bad I don't get the opportunity to uh, to meet more more people, but um, but when I do, it's uh, it's something I do appreciate very much. We do have the best fans. You got to admit, Power Ranger fans are
2: awesome. Power Ranger fans are awesome. Yeah, I actually got to meet you at the first Power that you were at in 2014. Yeah, I thought it was
0: 2014. I was trying to remember. I was yeah, I like, don't mess this up.
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, I uh, actually I got a signature for AP because she couldn't be out <laughs> there, and and it, it was great just getting to talk with you even back then.
0: It's good to hear. I, I was a little overwhelmed, as I can still be, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully we had a good chat because it was one of those slightly surreal experiences with sure. uh, not knowing what I was getting into and just kind of being dumbfounded the entire time.
2: So <laughs> one of the cool things that I learned just from, cause that one, I, they got pretty much the whole gang back together, except uh, Mike chat. And that was huge for me as a, as a Lightspeed Rescue fan, because I was like, Oh my gosh, they're, they're all here. <laughs> and one of yeah. the cool things I learned <laughs> at that convention was that you guys got to keep your jackets. That's awesome. We
0: did. Yeah, yeah, they had uh they had a couple, I'm trying to remember if they had like two or three of them. They they definitely would have had two, but it would have been no more than four, but at least mm-hmm. two or three. And uh yeah, they had like the the quote hero one, the one that was always just you know photographed really well, and then they had the stunt one, which usually took a took a beating. but yeah, as a rap gift, uh the producers were kind enough to give each each of us one of our one of our jackets, so yeah, when we go to Power Morphicon or whatever, you know we we try to try to bring them along because it's uh you know fun fun to you know suit up again, but it's also cool for uh I think for the fans to be able to to see the real real studio jacket
2: so when you and uh allison mcginnis went to super Mega Force, so you guys brought your jackets those those are the same jackets right
0: they are yeah, they are in fact they uh requested they said assuming you still have these can you please bring them out so we did and in fact i i ended up bringing with me an entire day so as part of the wrap gift in addition to the jackets i as one who watched a lot of Lightspeed will recall, Carter, I was always in uh, these these blue jeans with these big, humongous black boots, <laughs> uh, a red, almost always red thermal uh, long sleeve shirt, and, uh, and and this black belt. So they gave us, you know, gave me a, a set of the entire outfit, which I still had. And so, oh, wow. although uh, they opted to put us in slightly different street attire and keep the jackets, I you know I did. Uh, did have the whole original outfit available to to travel with.
2: <laughs> that, that's so cool. I, now I'm just picturing that Carter just has a whole closet full of like red thermals and jeans.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's the Steve jobs of the, of the time. Um, you just show up, you know what you're wearing and, uh, yeah, to be honest, I still put that outfit on, on at least once or twice a week, just lounging around the house. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. Going to put a movie on, sure we just, we Rock the Red Thermal and
2: <laughs> So, uh Amanda D- uh Davanas at a 09 asked she this by saying that she's your friend. She said, "Sean, when are we going to hear you sing at Power Morphicon?" <laughs> so is there a, a story bond
0: sometime in maybe 2085? Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> If anybody wants to hang around, yeah, I, I can't, I can't carry a tune to save my life. So my singing abilities are less than non-existent. <laughs> Unlike people like Keith, uh, Joel on Lightspeed, who oh, yeah. is enormously talented in that department, as well as Rhett, Titanium Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think probably everybody on the cast can sing but me. But yeah, no one, no <laughs> one wants to hear me sing unless you like the sounds of... You know, I don't know w- wounded animals in the wilderness crying out, or something. I mean, I can't even think of. I'm like a wildebeest trying to sing; it's, it's unbearable.
3: <laughs> Daryl Warren wanted to know if you would consider making a convention appearance in Maryland.
0: <laughs> you know, any state but Maryland. Um, <laughs> I just don't. You know, the crabs and uh, that just. It's Maryland. No, I'm. Kidding. Um, yeah, you know. It, it, incidentally, I was uh, born just outside D.C. in Northern Virginia, so um, mm. I still have friends and family back in Maryland and Virginia. So uh, I do love you, Maryland. Big hugs. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I would consider meeting up with fans at conventions anywhere. It, mm. So much of it comes down to scheduling and uh, availability and all that. And I've had to back out of a number of things in the past. And I hate, I hate doing that. But, um, but yeah, never say, never say never.
2: All right, cool. So I'm I'm gonna kind of quickly fire off some uh, maybe quick lightning round type questions. Sure. sure. Uh,
0: Blue sixteen, Portia. <laughs> <No.
2: laughs> uh, so uh, Edward Sanchez again. He asked, uh, "What's your favorite Megazord from your season of Power Rangers?"
0: Oh, uh, Edward asked this. Yeah. Edward, my favorite Megazord from Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue is your favorite Megazord from Power Rangers
2: Lightspeed Rescue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, uh, Roberto at Marvy uh, Morales said, "Do you own any of the toys from Lightspeed huh. Rescue toy line?"
0: Boy, do I do I ever? Now there's stuff I'm missing. So if anybody's got stuff laying around that they're really wanting to like cough up. I'm in need of a blaster. Somehow I cannot find uh, a blaster, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I I definitely have a, a, a number of, a number of the toys. Part of it came from kind gifts from, from Bandai at the time and, uh, and Saban. And then some of them I procured on my own. Some of them were gifts from other people. And some of them were, you know, friends and family who uh, uh, acquired at the time as well. But yeah, I've I've got a few, a few that that sit around.
2: I bet. At PMC, because people have listened to the show, you will have at least five blasters. By- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in that event, <laughs> put out a, put out my Christmas wish list, everybody. Um, but yeah, so long story short, I do. I definitely have. I definitely have some action figures and all that. And it was it was cool during uh, Megaforce to have some of the stuff re released in mm-hmm. some respects to be able to go back out to you know, <clears throat> Target, Toys R Us, or whatever it was, and be like, hey,
3: there I am again. <laughs> 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 kind
0: of cool. Couldn't resist buying a couple.
3: Joshua Aaron Moore, he wanted to know, if you could spend three hours with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and why?
0: Oh, wow. um, <laughs> Just blew my mind.
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so, stepping away from the Obviousness of oh geez this is so tough because like my immediate inclination are family members that mm-hmm. I've lost that I would love to be able to um, spend some more time with because I, I think that's one of the tragedies of life is how
1: mm-hmm.
0: how short and fragile uh, our existence on this uh, this planet is and and so that to have any extra time with friends family loved ones would be would be amazing, boy. I'm also between. I've got arts, politics, history. There's just so many yeah. actors, playwrights. Like I could pull out so many. I uh, assuming I could speak in the same language. I will go and say I would love to have a conversation with Socrates or someone who mm. Aristotle. Maybe something like that. All right, cool. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think of the. The perfect response in ten minutes, but um, anyhow, we'll leave it at that.
2: <laughs> All right, John Hendricks at JC Hendricks three twenty. He asked, "What's your favorite geeky franchise that's not Power Rangers?" Ooh, did you see I'm the stoked. new Star Wars? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, and, that's, and this is the problem, my knee-jerkers, I kind of go back to my childhood, and stuff oh, like sure. Star Wars, Transformers, uh, you know, things like that that, you know, meant so much to me when I was a kid, or the things that kind of like I immediately, you know, immediately come to mind, but I don't have any sort of like really cool, obscure, I could throw out there, I was trying to think of something, but my answer is like so broad, and also like, oh, there's so many, it's just where, you know, in, in focus work, I know, but... I've become a big fan of game of Thrones, which is generally not something that's my genre. Um, I know mm. it's massively mm. popular on a worldwide level. So I can't even say that's, you know, some sort of quote unquote geeky thing. Cause I don't, I mean, what, what is geeky now, but um, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Like what would have been geeky 20 years ago is now, you know, super chic. So it's kind of hard to like define that. I feel like, especially within pop culture, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I became a big fan of Game of Thrones, one of those people that, you know, the minute a new episode's out, I'm glued to the telly.
2: So. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> or HBO on demand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just lastly, Jim Bvan at Jim B underscore A five. Uh he just wanted to know if you have any favorite video games or if you would like to Uh, voice act or have a role in a game someday
0: the latter question yes absolutely the little that i've done in the past it's just it's fantastic and i i love getting in the booth and uh and and doing that type of work um Mm -hmm. you know i mean hey hey, acting's just fun i mean you don't do it unless you enjoy it so Mm -hmm. yes uh would absolutely love to uh to, to to do that again as far as video games boy I, in recent years, have not been able to play nearly as much as I would like to, uh, and that kind of comes back to just how much time I've got. Mm-hmm. But not to pitch violence. I've always enjoyed first person either shooters or first person, yeah. exploration, uh, fantasy sort of sort of sort of worlds. But going back to that childhood thing again, like uh-huh. I love Mario. <laughs> um, it, they could put out a new Mario Kart every year, and I will play the new Mario. Like I, just, there's those types of like little racing games, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're you know a little quirky. I absolutely dig. But yeah, as I've gotten older, it's weird. I, I like the fun stuff. When I was younger, I liked the more intense stuff. Mm-hmm. When I get the chance to game now, I just want to have like I just want to have fun. I don't want to feel like I'm gonna. Have- DTSD coming out of, <laughs> you know, fighting some sort of demon yeah. or having right. grenades thrown next to me and stuff, like, I, you know, it's, it's cool, I respect, you know, what's going on, you know, and they're trying to, but I just rather, you know, again, Mario, it's just dope, I just have a good time. Sonic from my, I mean, like, you oh, can yeah. get me an old NES or, like, first generation Sega, even going back to Atari to some extent, you know, I'm like. That can occupy me from here until <laughs> eternity. So,
2: oh yeah, yeah, I have fond memories of Sonic the Hedgehog and, and that Sega Genesis. Yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> man, I can still play Pong and enjoy it a while. <laughs> right, at the risk of really showing my age, I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm a simple, I'm a simple guy. But I mean, you know, as a kid, I used to rock on the uh, the Commodore 64 and 128. So, I had a lot of those games going way back.
3: Nice.
2: Well, before we wrap this up, AP, do you have any questions for Sean?
3: Not really. Like, I feel like I should maybe, but <laughs> I feel like... I'm...
0: But re- he's really not that interesting, so I'm just, I'm kinda, I'm just out of it. I got nothing. <laughs> uh,
2: well, do, do you have any questions for us? Uh, maybe flip the script a little bit. No.
0: Oh, it's i mean it's, it's a pleasure to to get the opportunity to chat with you guys uh yeah. you know thank you for thank you for the time and uh you know your good peeps and hope to ap get the chance to officially meet you perhaps at one of these uh one of these upcoming events but yeah it's it's uh it's great to virtually hang and uh awesome hello to everybody listening
3: I thank do, you guys I for the have, uh,
0: support all these years i, mean, I do have a lot, one truly.
3: i do have yeah. one question okay So, we did this um, Life Speed Rescue (laughs) Lost episode on our shop. Okay. And, um, (laughs) did you ever listen to that, or...
0: (laughs) No, but someone's going to send me a link, and I'm going
3: to check that out.
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs)
2: Well... (laughs) It, it was just it was just funny because a, a couple of years ago during this like time of year towards the end of the year we kind of do like we do some like fun little audio dramas and AP and I just had this idea of like what if we did like an episode of Lightspeed Rescue where we're kind of like inserted it and we just use clips from the show and we kind of ride around that. <laughs> I think we tweet we tweeted out at one point. And the only reason we're asking this is because I think at the time we might have tagged you and you just liked it. And we were like, wait, did, did he actually listen to that? <laughs> but Boy, now I can send you a link. <laughs> if you guys
0: still refresh my memory, you know, retweet it or whatever, I will, uh, sure. I will definitely check it out and I'll let you know. I'll let you know offline. I mean, it's All I- right. <laughs> a little, a little embarrassing that I can't. Re- right now say yes or no definitively but there's been no. not surprisingly a bunch of power ranger stuff that's come across my <clears throat> come across my path over the years so sometimes oh. I, I just forget or
3: well that that is quite all right
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> no if, if someone can send it to me i will check it out and tweet it And uh...
2: <laughs> uh, all right yeah i'll uh, i'll definitely send you the link um but uh
3: oh my gosh
2: just uh, one last thing so where can fans like find you online maybe uh, get in touch with you
0: (laughs) I'm a social media hermit Um, I so I'm not on Facebook I have an Instagram account I have a Twitter account both handles are at Sean C.W. Johnson I will disappear for weeks and months at a time (laughs) (laughs) and then and then like and then like uh, Groundhog Day all of a sudden like I just kind of poke my head out see if there's a shadow and then <laughs> Return to my cave, so uh yeah i I am out there, but i I do appreciate everybody. I do try to keep up um mm-hmm. but sometimes sometimes I'm just bad at it, and I apologize I don't mean any disrespect, and if I don't engage with someone or whatever it's not uh it's mm-hmm. not meant to be a slight
2: definitely well, Sean, this has been an absolute blast, yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time out of. Uh, your schedule to do this so thank you very much
0: oh you're so welcome well hey again my pleasure would love to pick the conversation up again at some point in the future and uh in the interim you know happy holidays merry christmas happy merry big hugs much love happy new year and uh hope you guys have a good one and uh get to spend some time with uh, the loved ones in your life
2: all right well we wish the same to you so yeah uh, happy holidays and uh happy new year
0: thank you very much all right guys be well all the best in uh in 2018
2: all right you too Thank you.
3: We'll catch
0: you. All
2: Take right, care. see ya. Thank
3: you. Holy shit, man. <laughs> I, can't,
2: <laughs> I can't believe you asked that. I was like, what? Why would she do
3: it? <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> oh, my I God.
2: I had to. Oh, my gosh.
3: I wasn't going to, but I had to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was... That was Awesome. Just be warned. I'm literally gonna send him this link. Okay.
3: <laughs> it, it's out there. That's that's my. I did that. Yep. So, <laughs> take it back now. <laughs> you, sure you, uh,
2: you, you let the genie out of the bottle for sure. On that one, you're like, we won't mention it. We won't mention it. And then, boom! Last question.
3: <laughs> I do. Oh my gosh. It was like eating at the back of my mind and I'm like don't ask it don't ask it oh I'm asking it
2: you've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the four eyed radio network you can catch a new episode every other Saturday find us on the morphing grid at www.rangercommand.com follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on Facebook.com slash ranger command power hour.